right, welcome back everyone to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb and with me as always is Craig. This is Real Talk, Real Fans. We're bringing you Michigan football each and every week. And actually, um, to start things off, I'm going to tell a little uh, story. It was kind of interesting. Just a small side story here. The uh, This weekend, I was driving around, and uh, oddly enough, I was driving around by myself. Usually on the weekend, it seems like I'm always hauling family around somewhere. But I was driving uh, by myself somewhere to pick something up, and I'm driving down this, the road, and uh, the weather's been pretty good recently, right, Craig? Yeah. It's been actually really nice for Michigan. So. Yeah, not too bad. Not too. I mean, it's been hot a little bit, but not too bad. So everybody's out with their motorcycles and things like that. And so this guy um, pulls out in front of me. I mean, not like cut me off or anything, but he pulls out in front of me. I see him down the road, and he starts speeding up. Uh, and he must have just gotten started because uh, <laughs> not too far down the road, his hat winds up flying off. And so if I imagine if he'd been on the road for a while, that would have happened before. But his hat flew off, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, should I stop? Should I help? You know, should I just kind of, like, put it off on the side? Because I saw him, he, like, pulled up, like, a block, and then he was going to turn around because he can't really easily pull a U-turn in the middle of the road. But then when I got closer, I saw that it was a Michigan State hat. Oh. I seriously, I, the thought crossed my mind. Running it over? Running it over. I seriously thought about But then, even on top of that, I thought about stopping the car, getting out, and stomping on it, and then getting back in my car and driving yeah. it. Yeah, but, but remember something. You can't do that because you know what will happen if you do that? What? Somebody, a state fan, might see that. Record it on their phone, <laughs> send it to D'Antonio, and that is exactly, exactly what they need to ride the disrespect crazy train. So, you don't want, you, that's all that, I mean, they're looking for one little iota, something to disrespect them, and that's what you would do, Caleb, and you would set them off. So. Well, actually, speaking of that, and I wasn't going to really even touch on this because uh, it was out of sight, out of mind, but I don't know if you saw it and. I cannot give credit because I can't think of who it was. Anyways, on Twitter, somebody uh, posted an article about the five most disrespected college football programs. And, of course, Michigan State's on the list. But it's funny because somebody pointed out that they were actually the second, like, in the line of one to five. They came in second for the uh, top MSU college in football. Mississippi State was actually ranked as the most disrespected college football team. Well, you know, the thing is about Mississippi State, and they got their nutty friends, but uh, <laughs> but the thing, we, we've actually come across them, haven't we? But uh, Yes. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, in a way, I'm going to kind of give them props, but yeah, I could see that. I mean, I could see them being the most disrespected team only because they're not claiming to be disrespected when you actually have to throw it out there all the time like michigan state fans do it's then i don't think you deserve it oh yeah yep no and and they didn't come in i don't think they came in at number two i think michigan state was number three i can't remember all i remember is mississippi state was number one and michigan state was somewhere in there and all that so i i replied to it as in it was double disrespect because not only are you on the most disrespected list but you claim to be disrespected all the time and you still can't become the most disrespected college <laughs> right you can't you cannot say um where you can't just be shouting from the high heavens that you're disrespected all the time and then be a, the most disrespected team i mean you you actually people have to talk of that you are you can't say that you are yeah exactly it doesn't work that way Exactly. So, um, speaking of that article, though, uh, being on the social media, the Twitter, um, to be continuing Twitter uh, topic before we break into our content for this episode, I just had to mention and point it out to you, and I still am, I'm still beside myself on trying to figure out how this has happened and how it took so long, but finally, pe more people like me than they like you. Because I have, I have more followers on Twitter now. <laughs> we keep going back and forth. I'm like, hmm. It, it's uh, taken a while. I mean, at the very beginning, I was there jockey. a little bit ahead. And then you somehow took, like, a 20-follower lead. And it <laughs> took me forever to follow up. But I have – I am – 
I don't feel disrespected. I almost feel offended because yeah. I think it's hands down that I've got the better Twitter account. No. Yeah. Well, it just tells you people like jelly. They can no. deal, deal with jelly, not peanut butter. And two, uh, the very fact is, you know, I think it's the voice. Maybe I got this cool, calming voice. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Somebody did say that uh, they saw images of us and thought it was kind of weird how our voices matched up. But no, no peanut butter and jelly. No peanut butter and jelly this time because I'm telling you, I've got, I've got the better one. Look, I've got like 5,000 tweets out there, and I think you've got like barely over 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt I feel like I've been on a pretty good roll recently, and haven't been uh, appreciated for. You're making more enemies than me too. That is true. You're uh, you're always out there fighting with somebody, and then of course what happens? I got to clean it up. No, no, you don't. But <laughs> but I did have to make a comparison, uh, get a good comparison for who we are on uh, Twitter, and so. I think one of the best comparisons I can make is uh, Lethal Weapon. So I'm like Mel Gibson, where I'm entertaining and fun to pay attention to, and you're just like Danny Glover, where you're tired and too old for this crap. (laughs) And I'm going to die in the toilet. (laughs) Yes, you're going to die on the crapper, because that's where you spend most of your time. Exactly. (laughs) So Yeah, I mean, we jockey back and forth, but it is funny to watch, but... um... Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's cool to watch it happening and getting some good friends and good fans. So, yeah, well, rock moment of the week. Actually, we'll go. Yeah. We'll jump into that. Rock moment of the week. New Twitter account for actually the Blue Network, which we've talked about frequently over the few weeks. Uh, there's a Facebook group that you can find, but there is now a Twitter account, UM Blue Network, and you will find that. Uh, it's got our Blue Network logo on there, and then it also has the link to the Facebook group that you can join if you want to, which we will be discussing more later. But great things going on with that. Uh, man, I didn't get the number. Did you get the number? Yeah. It's oh. around uh, about. We got about 650 members. So Yeah, and, and that was one week? Yeah, about a week and a half about that. And I'm telling you, it's blowing up because uh, some of the other ones I'm seeing, has about they have about 1,000, and we've just been at it for a week and a half. So good content, great fans. Yes. And, you know, and it's pretty amazing to see them. They all want to talk about Michigan football, and we're all family considering all the absolute – you know, junk that's going out in the world right now and politics aside, but I think it's wonderful that you can get so many kinds of different people on that site, all rooting for Michigan and we're family. And that's oh, yeah. a good thing to see. Well, and uh, such different, different uh, opinions and viewpoints as yeah. we actually will see here in a little bit with our topic for this week. Um, but yeah, if you don't know those, go check those out um, and become part of it and join in the conversation. It's been great. So, yeah, we have fans are great, and I mean, I like the people that are. Uh, even the pictures are pretty cool. I, I mean, some of the man caves are awesome. You see some of those? Yeah, no, we're, <laughs> I really want to do um, like eventually, not right away because we're gaining people so so fast. Eventually, doing kind of uh, a bracket of man caves and voting for the best man cave of the michigan fan base bring in like some of the the home shop at uh home depot uh thing to blue brothers network that or sportscast that'd be really cool to do something like that but yeah some of them are really really nice man and i go holy cow i gotta work on mine yeah mine (laughs) I don't even have one. This uh, I would consider this room that I'm recording in maybe my man cave, but the only thing I use it for is recording. So actually, since it's been two weeks since I recorded cause, uh, here because we recorded together last week, I feel like this is just like full of cobwebs. Yeah, yeah. And you're getting insight into what people – the great thing about coming on that, uh, being a member of the Blue Network is the very fact is you get to see what people kind of do on their – off time like uh, one lady's got this really cool small car it's decked out with michigan it's got the wing helmet on it it's great that's really cool somebody's got some figurines of some people got uh signed jerseys and it's 
Yeah, it's really cool to see. Yeah, some really awesome stuff. You really need to check it out. Um, but without further ado, uh, we'll take a quick uh, break here in between and then jump into content for this week. Well, Craig, uh, we were just talking about the Michigan fan base, and I was actually on Twitter, and I tweeted out, you know, who's got better fan base than us? And that's an easy answer, nobody. But then there is the ever-infamous question that has only exploded since Harbaugh has been the coach at Michigan, and that question is, who's got it better than us? Well, you didn't say it right. You got to say it like, who's got it better than us? Nobody. And if you guys have any idea, I mean, we're here uh, recording this on Monday night. And if you guys are on top of it all, Monday today is the day that uh, Bailey, the rapper, released the video that included Harbaugh. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Who's got it better than us? actually created an original video of who's got it better than us for the San Francisco 49ers when Harbaugh was out in San Francisco but apparently uh, Craig you were saying that you found information that he that Harbaugh then requested of him to do one for Michigan and yeah. that's how this happened yeah for uh, this is quite a while ago he asked him to do this so and of course he wanted him to do it for uh Michigan when he went there so I think but obviously you must have contacted him and said hey I want uh you know I want you to do one here so and and we saw it's pretty cool so oh yeah yeah uh I, we've t- all tweeted out uh it's in the Facebook group I mean it's if you're on any social media it's gonna be easy to find I'm sure that you could easily find on YouTube as well but it's great uh it was <laughs> it gets you pumped up and everything I mean the people who say that Harbaugh is fake with some of the stuff that he does, that he's just all about him. When you see some of this stuff, I I don't really understand how you could think that because he's just out. I mean, some of the times he looks a little bit awkward in the video. It's kind of funny, but he's just, he's just enjoying himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he doesn't care. Yeah. It's, well, it's funny is he is (laughs) the guy you can tell this guy is absolutely enjoying being at Michigan. I mean, he is just having so much fun. And I think it's pissing people off. Yeah. <laughs> at least our fan our rivals. I mean <laughs> and and you can tell he's having fun with uh this, you know, in his and the kind of music he likes. He likes, you know, hip hop music and which is kind of interesting for him because I couldn't I never took him as to be a hip hop guy. Yeah, what you thought uh probably eighties big hair band. Yeah, know, or, like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, or a soft rock kind of guy. <laughs> but uh, uh blues, yeah. reggae. Oh, yeah. Easy listening. No. Easy listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But no, yeah, it's it's awesome. You gotta check it out if you haven't. Well, I mean, yeah, they got them rolling up in a yellow sports car, which is kinda cool, and they're kinda cruising around and then you get to see uh you know, they get a little highlights of what some of the practice going on on in the video, which is really interesting. And then you can see Jabril Peppers in there kind of doing a funky dance, which is really, really cool. And then obviously the shot of my favorite and my the best player, I think, in Michigan history with uh, Woodson. So that was awesome to see. And, uh, and it was just really, really cool. You got to go check it out. Yeah. Like we said, there's always something going on with Harbaugh, so it's uh, it's fun to see him do that and just have fun and enjoy it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Would you ever see one of your rivals do it? Would you ever see Urban Meyer or Coach D'Antonio doing something like that? Uh, no. Well, that's the thing uh, that actually kind of made me think of is um, Tom Izzo. Yeah. Tom Izzo is known for doing some uh, eccentric stuff, kind of like that. Yeah, um, I can see him doing which, which I like. I mean, I've got. I'm not saying like I, I love him as a coach or anything. He's a good coach, and he reminds me of a high school coach. And I, I just 
appreciate his coaching style and the way he works. Uh, yeah, me too. I have a lot of respect for Coach Izzo. I mean, he doesn't – well, you know why I respect him because the guys he isn't – I don't think I've ever heard – he's never – he's not obsessed with Michigan. Yeah, no, he's I don't think so. with winning. He's obsessed with getting to the Final Four and winning the whole thing. He's never obsessed with Michigan. So. Yeah. But. Yeah, uh, that's yeah rabbit trail kind of off to the side there, yeah. but yeah. yeah. So, anyways, video have not seen, have not witnessed the greatness. Then you need to witness that. But um, but we'll go ahead and get kind of into the main meat of this episode. Sorry if you're vegan, um, but the main <laughs> meat of things. Nice. And uh, uh, we we put the question out there. Uh, it was on our website. We talked about it at the end of the last episode. It was on Twitter. And um, did you get any response on Twitter? I didn't see that. I didn't. No, I think I put it out there a little bit too late. So yeah, we uh, we put some information out there, and then we kind of did a little final push. But our so it looks like all our information, all our feedback came from uh, Facebook. Then, like we said, our Facebook group has been great talking about things. Um, so we'll kind of go through their comments, share fans' information, um, and uh, kind of go through it, give a little bit of feedback and everything, but we'll read through all of them, and then we'll uh, Craig and I will share our thoughts on the subject. So specifically the question was, what are your thoughts on how the media has handled or treated Jim Harbaugh since he's been at Michigan? Mm. Do you like the attention or no? And um, just kind of explain any of your thoughts with that so uh drew davenport started out the conversation and he said that no i don't like the attention it's making the expectations even higher than the fans expect the more the media blows anything and everything out of proportion the heavier the load becomes now on the yes side it's putting free advertisement in the program staff and intensity out there, and it shows the nation's fear slash worry about how great of a coach Jim Harbaugh is. Mm. So uh, he was kind of on both sides of the fence for that one. Yeah, but then, I can uh, see where he's coming from. Yeah, it's well, everything's uh, everything's kind of got its positive, its positives and its negatives. Well, oh, go I mean, ahead. let's let's dive into what he's saying here, and then and the thing is, is when you when you get somebody like coach harbaugh is coming in with a lot of baggage and we'll talk about that you know elaborate on some of the things that he had i don't mean baggage in a bad way just he's a lightning rod well he was a lightning rod at uh san francisco so it's nothing different nothing new just coming to michigan but the very fact is is the expectations very high and i think what drew is alluding to is there's such a big um following with him and he's such a media driven and then obviously we're talking about the the, what the latest with the the video um he had he's having so much fun but then again he's he is he is pushing the limit when it comes to like satellite camps and things like that so the expectation to win and win big and win the national championship's gonna be there because he is a great coach and the very, very fact is he's saying, and then again, I like it because the very fact is we're doesn't matter what he does. He's going to, we're going to, Michigan's going to be on the map when it comes to the media. So I get what he's saying. I, I think what he's saying is, is he's worried that, you know, you get to a point to where if you don't win this year with the team we've got and you don't win against like our rivals, especially Michigan state, boy, this is going to be a really, really tough year. So, and that's where I think he's coming from. Um, you, we got to back it up. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. To- totally understand that and totally agree with the backing that up. To move on to the next uh, comment, Stephen Sinell. And if I mispronounce anyone's name, you can yell at me. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, or unfollow him on they, Twitter. They, and they, <laughs> or block me on Twitter, yeah. Uh, they, they call me the butcher. Because I butchered your name so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said, uh, just think back to 2014 after the Minnesota game. Michigan was at an all-time low. I think the, I think manipulating the media is at the heart of Harbaugh's plan to restoring Michigan's place at the top of college football world. All the media hype is helping Harbaugh get his foot in the door with top recruits. I'm all for it. So there is uh, more support of the attention and how the media has been handling Harbaugh. Yeah. 
I mean, what is your view on, you know, as far as like this media, is it, you know, is it good? Or, it's kind of like saying, is it a all media or anything bringing attention to Michigan football, good or bad, is a good thing? I am going to keep everyone in suspense. And wait. you are. You're not yes, saying. I am. I'm not. I'm not saying anything because I'm. I'm a part. Part of me is a little afraid because I'm probably going to get on um, a roll and not want to stop, and then I'll probably look over all these comments and uh, leave out some good feedback from some of the fans. So I want to. I want to drive right through this and then uh, make it to the end, and then we'll. Yeah. And I know what he's talking about that Michigan, that Minnesota game too. That was a oh. bad, bad, bad time to be, you know, Michigan fan. Even though we're not wavering, but it was tough. I think it was yeah. an all-time low. We just couldn't do anything. Um, it was a, it, yeah, it was ugly. Uh, that game got delayed. Yeah, and you didn't want it to keep going. You wanted yeah. it to stop. Yeah, and in fact, the very fact is, I was at that game, and um, that was. That was heartbreaking to see. So, ew. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't well, know that. I I don't think I ever heard that story. Well, that I think again. the very fact is, isn't that the one where Morris got one in and then he? Yeah, got, I got hurt. Yeah, and then of course Minnesota had that really good running back that just ran over us. And yeah, it was bad. You know, I tell you what, is Stephen. Since I was at that game, um, they had um, NFL receiver was there and I forgot his name. Forgot, forgive me um but he was there and you can tell and he was talking to a lot of the players i could see on the field and you could tell from even his expression because he was close to us and the players you can tell that they look like that they weren't up for that game and in fact when they came out of the tunnel it looked like they weren't up for that game and then when the first pass went down i just knew i go we're gonna lose this game that's how bad it was that the very fact in the very beginning I knew we were going to lose the game. I don't think I've ever felt that way about a Michigan game, but that was a time where I thought we we were going to lose from the very beginning, and then we did. And yeah, it was media was bad, everything was bad after that. Yeah, that was that was a rough one. That's for sure. Yeah. Sherry Labity. I, um, I love it because everybody is talking about us. The negative talk is fine, too. It just motivates Coach to do more. I love that celebrities are noticing us. We are irritating the SEC, and that's always a fun thing. Laugh out loud. Coach is doing an amazing job. Amazing, spelled with maze in the middle, uh, with it all, and I support him 100%. So more more positive feedback for the media covering Harbaugh. Makes uh, point. Yeah. Yes, and that's uh, that's kind of a prime example. Doesn't really talk about the rivals of like Ohio State and Michigan State, but we don't have a problem rubbing the SEC the wrong way. So, yeah, <laughs> no, anytime we can do that and get under Saban's skin, you know, is always a good thing. So, yeah. uh, Gavin McLean, McLean, yep, McLean, thank you. Uh, I love it because for the past seven to Seven years or ten years, Michigan went down the wrong path and hit an all-time low. But fast forward to now, Harbaugh has taken a team that was underdeveloped and culture changed to 10-3 and three season. He's building everything back to Michigan standards, but up to the times, which yeah. is a very, very awesome way to say that. I really like how he says that about um, building everything back to Michigan standards, but up to the times. Because that is very true, because... I mean, it's been stated, and I don't think anybody ever really worried about it with Jim Harbaugh because of the success he had before coming to Michigan. But it's just like Michigan has standards, and I think that those standards kind of tossed, got tossed out of the window with Rich Rod. They tried lighting a fire and trying something new, um, yeah. not the yeah. smartest decision and choices that were made back then. But there's a certain standard with Michigan, and ever since then it was kind of – I don't know if you would say diluted or yeah. polluted, maybe even. Um, but yeah, he's he states that very well. Michigan standards, but up to the times. Yeah, and that's a that's true. I mean, you go from I don't know if it was Richard's fault because I don't know if it was. Uh, but you're right. We Michigan tried a new tried a new thing that was up and coming with the spread and didn't work. So, and then we tried to move back, and it just seemed like. And I think he's saying Hoke kind of in a way seemed to be like 
what the media was saying this more and more. They were saying Michigan was very conceited and arrogant when they weren't doing anything. You know, when you're not winning and you're not even playing up to your standards and you're arrogant, it's really tough to defend Michigan at that time. And that's when the negativity comes out. And now what you're seeing is, I think Jim Harbaugh saying, we need a, obviously a player culture change. They need to play up to the standards that Michigan football and what we're used to. And it seemed like, I don't know, it felt like uh, Hoke and their team got lazy, you know, lazy, yeah. see everything, lazy all around. And I think when Harbaugh came in, I think he saw that and just said, I, I think he went, oh, my gosh, you guys are lazy. <laughs> and you expect things without even trying, and that's not going to happen, though. So. Yeah, well, um, my quick take on that, and I don't want to get too far in rabbit trail or anything. Uh, Rich Rod, he had some good ideas, but then he kind of just completely overlooked defense, which you can't do that in the Big Ten. You just can't. Um, that's why he was successful at West Virginia and has had success at Arizona because uh, defense isn't as heavy with those uh, teams and conferences. But then with Hoke, like you were saying, yeah, there was – I almost feel like it's as if some of the coaching staff went in there, maybe Hoke himself, and I'm not saying that this is what happened, but this is kind of putting in a nutshells. Uh, he went in and he was just like, hey, if you come to Michigan, you know you're going to win because it's <laughs> Michigan. And it's like right. – Again, no, I, and I'm not, like I said, I, I'm not saying that that's what happened or I know that that's what happened, but it's almost kind of like that was the attitude. Yeah. Like players came in and they're like, man, we know we're going to win because we're Michigan. And that sense of entitlement and everything. And so that was, that was, it started off with false hopes and ended in disaster. So anyways, uh, next comment that we have is Parker Jacobs. I like the attention. All of this news Jim is making is just creating more uproar for pretty much everybody around college football. Nobody does it better than him. And at the end of the day, he follows the rules and wins games. Hmm. Yep. Well, it's definitely the attention, you know, Michigan's bringing. And uh, the very fact is just the, Jim Harbaugh coming in, I mean, first of all, you got to take it back to the roots of, you know, with um, 49ers and that whole that that whole thing went down. That was media coverage. Anyways, that was a firestorm in the NFL. So this does way before Michigan. So you have a firestorm of that. And then, you know, then the whole he's not there's no way he's coming to Michigan. And then, of course, there's that select few, very few. Um, that said he was, and I was one of them. I, th I said he was, and he's making an uproar, and, you know, and I think he's changing people's attitudes, and, you know, and, and people are noticing all across the country to a point that Jim Harbaugh, I mean, you're, we're not even talking about Urban Meyer or Coach D'Antonio, are we? I mean, we're, the media is constantly talking about Jim Harbaugh. It's nonstop yeah. with him as well. So on to the next comment then, and... I am going to apologize ahead of time because I feel like I'm not going to get this one right. But is it Potreo? Correct me if I'm wrong if you want to. I love the attention. Have our expectations changed since the beginning of football? It's always been championship or bust. We are the winningest program in the country. What player doesn't want to play for a team whose expectations are championships? These guys come to win a championship, so that should be our expectation every year, and Harbaugh bringing attention to our program helps that. We won't get every kid from down south or west coast, but Harbaugh bringing attention to Michigan helps. Mm, yep. Yeah, there you go. So kind of agreeing with uh, what some of the thoughts were before um, whoever said it, uh, even um, even negative attention is good attention. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't said exactly like that, but it's just like if people are talking about us, they're talking about us. Yeah, and that's, you know, and the thing is, is how does that resonate with recruits? That's the thing. Do they want to, you know, I think. That would be interesting to hear recruits on that too. You know what all this media attention, what's that do, and get their feedback. So, you know, maybe when some of these interviews that we're going to have come up, you can talk to them about that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Um, it, it, 
That is, I mean, we've asked them a lot of questions about Michigan and Harbaugh and everything, but that is one that we haven't really touched on, so we'll have to remember that to ask them. Um, last comment that we have here uh, for Facebook is from Sean Cleveland. After what they did to him in San Francisco, I welcome it, and he's doing things the right way. There you go. <laughs> yep. Short and to the point. Yeah, what I was just saying earlier, you know, that it's, it's, not, it's not just Michigan. It's not Harbaugh coming to Michigan. It was at uh, San Francisco, too. And him, the whole him at uh, Niners, and then the, obviously the ownership at the Niners did not like Harbaugh and the way he was, you know, they didn't get along whatsoever, but yet he's winning. And then them, only a place like that would dump, get rid of Harbaugh because they weren't getting along, but yet they're winning. I mean, what a dumpster fire that was to just do that. And so we were very happy that they did that. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm going to say this, too, and uh, I'm hopefully going to be able to summarize it pretty easily and quickly. I think Jim Harbaugh fits better in college. I mean, look at him. He seems to be having more tension around him. He enjoys it. Uh, he looks like he's enjoying it so much. Um, and, of course, he didn't have as much media coverage on him when he was in the pros. I mean, he had a lot. Because, uh, like you always say, he's a lightning rod, and so people are drawn to him. But I think in college it's just exploded because of everything with him in Michigan. But he's had a lot of attention. He's enjoyed himself. People were gonna were saying he wasn't going to enjoy recruiting. It looks like he loves recruiting. He loves. It looks like he loves the satellite camp stuff. He's always competitive, but he's doing this stuff with the rap video. I mean, he's having fun. Mm-hmm. So it's just... I mean, I don't know if it's just maybe having the younger players that brings it out of him or maybe he feels like he has more freedom with uh, working with Michigan than he did in San Francisco. I don't know what it is. I just, in my own opinion, summed up, he seems to be fitting better and enjoying college football a lot more and unlike the popular opinion of the media before he came. Yeah, I agree. I think he he's built in a way for college football just because the very fact is – He's just a natural leader, and he likes to lead because I think he knows that he can get success by leading, and not not in an arrogant way. I think because he knows when he goes to the NFL that he has to do what the owners say, and he's under somebody else's wing when it comes to that. And obviously, there was tension there that he couldn't do what he wanted, but when he came to Michigan— Oh, trust me, I'm sure there was a lot of uh, contracts, a lot of things that were talked about with him. Like, and he, he, you know, he's he's running the show at Michigan. And I think that in order to get him here, he was saying, hey, it's either if you want me, let me run the show. And I think Michigan didn't resist. I think we just said, hey, you know what? We'll do what we need to do to get you here and we'll let you run the show. And he is. And he's doing such a good job. And that's coming with the very fact is the media attention, too. And I think I think the Michigan fan base and even the uh, the people that are working for Michigan, um, uh, executives and stuff like that are loving that, too. So, yeah, well, just to finish off that quickly, um, he does definitely have more control. Uh, he can pick his players to the way he sees fit because uh, nobody's really going to come in and tell him that they want a specific player in the draft of when he was in the NFL. One major thing, too, is, and you were talking about his leadership and everything, it's not going to get challenged in college, really. Like, you're not going to have those ego uh, players in the NFL, the superstar players that are going to be challenging somebody. Uh, leadership you know you're not going to have that in college yeah i mean you might in some places but i don't i think harbaugh is going to be pretty smart on the players that he gets and he i doubt that he'll have any players that really have that mindset or attitude so to get this conversation back on discussing the topic of media and the harbaugh uh and how they've treated harbaugh i, I love it I love this. First of all, I mean, it's almost like worked out perfectly for us because this is we're still technically under the first year of this podcast. And so we started before the football season started last year. So Harbaugh had been at Michigan for a little while. But I mean, he gives us stuff to talk about all the time. Yep. 
Uh, and the media helps that, obviously, with their coverage of him, what seems like 24-7. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why I love it. Yeah, there are maybe some negative things that come from it. Uh, I think they're very minimal. But it's the thing, too, of it, it's Jim Harbaugh. If it was another coach that was getting all this attention, I probably wouldn't like it because there are some people that can't. If this was Brady Hope getting this attention, yeah, it, it, it would not be good for Michigan. Right. Because he probably couldn't have handled it, and he didn't have that personality, and he wasn't really that lightning rod. That He didn't bring that energy to the table and that entertainment kind of factor. Um, but this is... This is kind of the thing where I'm going to go a different direction with this. And I'm, I'm going on, if you want to call it the crazy train here. <laughs> or if Can you I want pull to. Up for this? Uh, well, uh, yeah, if you want right. to. Okay. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go on a rant and not let you talk the rest of the time. So call it the crazy train. I don't know if we need to cue like X-Files music. Or uh, if it would be Twilight Zone, whatever, I don't know. Conspiracy theory, fine, here it comes. I almost feel like some of the media, and especially probably coming out of some of the national media, and I would not shock me whatsoever if it's coming from SEC media, they are putting all, all these high expectations on Jim Harbaugh because it will do one of two things for them. One, it can prove them or it can happen. Jim Harbaugh could come in and he could take the team to the playoffs this year. And the people who are saying that this is what needs to be expected of Michigan can look like they're geniuses in the football college world and they're amazing and they should always keep their jobs or maybe they should get a raise. Or two, what can do for them and why I think that more people are looking for than um, that are fallen to the majority is if Jim Harbaugh does not reach those expectations, then they can point their fingers at him and said, you failed and you do not live up to expectations right? and throw all the negative feedback that they can on top of it and start throwing rocks at him. Basically that is, and I'm not saying that that's ever, I, I, I feel it's there. I really feel it's there that some of those people are just kind of like, yeah, sure. You know, everybody's talking about Michigan. I mean, there are, there are expectations for Michigan to be better this year. Yeah, we anticipate that. Let's go along with the hype. And then when Harbaugh doesn't get there, that we already have a 10-page report on why Harbaugh is a failure then for not being able to deliver. So my thoughts continuing with that is, like I said, I love the media coverage. I really do. And I love the expectations. And honestly, when Michigan is back um, being steady of being the competitor, you know, Big Ten champion, uh, beating rivals and playing dominant football. That is what Michigan's expectations should be. Should be Big Ten champions, division champions, uh, national champions, not like year in and year out, but like we should be there. We should be competing. We should be talking in top 10 on a regular basis. But that's the thing. This is year two under Jim Harbaugh. And I'm not saying that it can't happen, not saying that won't happen. I'm just saying, you know, in, in college football, when new coaches come in, is very tricky. And I, I wish I could do more research and maybe I could find that and everything. But the first three years of a college football coach's coaching career at one school is very tricky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, doing a good job. Right. Yeah. I, well, for instance, I mean, you saw what happened with uh, Brady Hoke. He came in. 11 and 2. Yeah. First year and then it steadily got worse. I'm not worried about that happening with Harbaugh at all. I mean, maybe there's a chance that maybe it's a 9-1 season this year or something. I mean, whatever. I, I don't I think it's going to be as good or better, but to basically have him come in one season with Michigan and say, "Hey, we have them being the national champions his second year at the school when he has only had he hasn't even had one full well, you're right. real yeah. recruiting class. He hasn't. I mean, he came in late, too. Yeah. So, so it's Harbaugh's second year. Yeah. Let's just be excited about it and see how it goes. I think uh, expectations can steadily increase as the years go by. Like, year three, it's like, 
I mean, I know we're going to be missing some key players and everything like that, but we're also going to be getting some really great classes coming in. Year three, it's kind of like more expectations, um, everything like that. And after that, it's just like high expectations, go for it. But then also I pointed that whole thing out with the media where it's just, it's almost setting him up for fail. It's almost like saying they're expecting perfection from him. Right. Uh, and so almost like going to uh, remember the Titans where it's just like, as soon as you lose a game, it, the staff, uh, the school is ready to fire at you. Yeah. I mean, and, and not saying that Michigan would do that, but it's like, that's the media's perspective. It's just like, as soon as you lose a game this year, since you're not going to go into the playoffs, the media is going to destroy you and lay you to waste all over the internet with what they're going to yeah, say. Look at the media now, what they were doing on Twitter. Look what they're doing. I mean, in fact, is their first year they're already you know we were getting trolls we we're getting people all over the social media talking about oh you guys didn't even you could you got rolled over on by ohio and i'm like well how was at their peak uh you had all their great players at that time and i go my gosh you guys really expected jim harbo to come in the first year and win a national championship you had more expectations on him than we did of him that's how sad it was I mean, they literally thought that, you know, two losses or three losses we had were was bad for Jim Harbaugh. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the guy hasn't even been here very long, and you are expecting him to win a national championship? And that's what I'm talking about is that's what he's bringing. So, yeah. And, you know, my, my opinion on this whole thing with the media is I think it's twofold. I think what's happening is Jim Harbaugh is using the media – Himself, I think he's very much aware of what the media can do and how it can get out there. Uh, oh, yeah. And he's using that, one, to get the recruits he wants. He knows in Michigan's has a, it's already handicapped by the fact of where we, where we live. It's a cold-weather place. I mean, it, it's tough to get people here from, you know, from the south, from Alabama, where it's warmer, and from the beach, from USC areas and Florida and places like that. So he's got to promote um, what he can do. And, I mean, it started with, you know, satellite camps, and he knew that all these little – and then, of course, these quirky little tweets that he has towards uh, Nick Saban and, and the very fact that he never backs down from him when he tweets it. He's he doesn't yeah he never, and he doesn't delete it either. <laughs> no, he doesn't delete that. And I take a cue from that, Coach D'Antonio. And um, the very fact is is and the very what he went on with um, Colin Cowherd and the little quirky moment with that. But he knows. I don't know if he does it on purpose, but it almost like feels like he kind of does because he knows he's going to get on TV pretty quickly, you know. And whatever he does, it's almost like he knows how to use the media better than the media knows. And he's doing a great yeah. job of doing it. And I'm watching it, and I'm going, either he is just, you know, obviously he's having fun, or he is just a genius at using this media to help Michigan grow. And that's how I see it. I see him using the media perfect to perfection to get recruits to come to Michigan or – if they weren't interested, they're kind of curious about him. And that's why I think Coach Harbaugh is perfect for college football like you are talking about. So I think this is a great thing for us. Um, I get what Drew was saying. Obviously, you want to meet those expectations. We've got to win, obviously. But he, he will. It, it, I have no doubt about that. Yeah, and that's interesting for you to say, Craig. And I believe that I never really formed it in that way where he is – we know that he's used the media to bring light onto Michigan and the Michigan football program, but he, you are right. It appears that way, and I believe that it is that way, that he is. The media thinks that they are dropping Harbaugh's name because they're going to get hits from it. They're going to get what they want from it when, in fact, Jim Harbaugh, is smarter than they think and he they in fact are the ones being used yeah and it's just playing right into what he's doing yeah and that was a great way of putting that because it it just it just lines up that way it's it's jim harbaugh playing the media to his advantage (laughs) yeah now is he not only is he gonna play football he's gonna play the media too to get football you know get recruits to come to michigan and I tell you what, man, it's working. 
I mean, he if he gets this team to where he wants it, I mean, look out. Then you're going to start seeing, you know, five-star. You're going to get the really, really good uh, recruits coming in, you know, the best recruits. So, but, uh, yeah, the media is really, really interesting. I mean, if you think about it, look at, you know, you had the quirkiness, like I mentioned before, with Colin Cowherd on, on the radio. And then, obviously, you had, you know, Nick Saban trying to manipulate the media like a jerk and kind of like a prick trying to, you know, say, you know, I'm only talking about this and that's enough. And, and I, you know, and trying to see him do it, it's just not working very well. He just comes off like a jerk. So, yeah. Yeah. There was definitely some interesting stuff that kind of uh, went down and happened with that. Yeah. And Jim, Jim Harm was just odd. I mean, everybody knows that he's kind of an odd guy, but, um, but we like his oddness and we're, we're more than happy to have him here. So, oh, yeah. No, I mean, there's, Anything and everything you love with Jim Harbaugh and what he's done with Michigan. And it's been just kind of just discussing and breaking down uh, has been awesome, like you said, Craig, with just how he's been using the media. So kind of my final thoughts. I mean, I know I kind of went on a little bit of a conspiracy theory thing there. And honestly, I think, no, I can't guarantee it, but I want to guarantee it where it's just like somebody out there is doing that. Somebody out there is trying to create these crazy expectations for Jim Harbaugh just to wait to be able to say that he failed at something. Yeah. But I mean, he's got, he's got nothing, nothing to lose. I mean, he is out there uh, to win everything because he's bringing Michigan football back to what it was. He's not Michigan football never left, but he's, he's reestablishing it. And uh, like we shared some of the thoughts that people, but let me, it's almost like, you know, he's having so much fun that, Maybe it's the fact is that the other college coaches don't seem to be having much fun as he is, and is that tick them off? You know, does a coach, does Urban Meyer and Coach D'Antonio get ticked off because, I mean, you got Harbaugh wearing Andrew Luck's jersey and it's making national news. He's uh, going to the WWE event and it's making national news. He's climbing, it's making national news. It's like he's having so much fun that even the simple things that he's doing, it's just everything's making national news. He's all over the media just for the things that, you know, I just think that he enjoys that, you know. And then obviously him tweeting out saying, hey, my top five Drake songs are these. I mean, all over Twitter is big because, you know, you never think that he would listen to that, but he does. So, yeah, yeah, it's just... He's on fire, and he's been doing a great job with uh, playing the media and then just on his role here at Michigan. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really interesting to see. And what would be interesting, too, is to see, <clears throat> might be another question sometime during the year, but, you know, how does the... How do you think the other coaches perceive the media with uh, Coach Harbaugh? Is it too much? Do they are they mad about it? Do they welcome it? I don't know, but you know, I can't imagine them being very happy about it. <laughs> there, there would be some that I might see some positive reaction from. Obviously, not maybe the main schools, but mm-hmm. um, and I don't know this at all on what level that these two get along or some anything, but I could see like, you know, there are coaches in our conference that are fed up with other conferences and things going on with that. And so even like it was said in some of the Facebook comments, how we're coach Harbaugh has been able to irritate the sec. They probably like that, but then they also probably believe in some of what he's done in satellite camp. So I don't know if maybe somebody like kind of like Pat Fitzgerald, Mm -hmm. maybe, I uh, could kind of get along and appreciate with what Jim Harbaugh does because, like I said, I could kind of see them getting along. It seems like Pat Fitzgerald has always been a competitor yep. um, and things like that. Because, I mean, of course, when you're going to get on things, uh, the level of Urban Meyer and D'Antonio and Saban and other coaches like that, they're not going to be fans of it. But Right. So, but yeah. All right. Well, good content with that. Uh, really awesome. Great. Uh, appreciate the uh, yeah. Thanks for the Facebook questions. feedback. Yep. yep, that was really good. Good questions. Um, good to hear. So, yeah. Facebook group off to a hot start. Two great weeks with fan feedback from that. So. Yep.
Okay, well, um, man, I'm just loving the Facebook group. It's the easiest way to get fan feedback quick, especially when they know that we're going to be recording this night, and actually it's really late compared to when we normally record. But thanks again, everyone, for your feedback. We appreciate it. And you guys can always keep up with us. Uh, We talked about how we have now the Blue Network Twitter account, at um blue network and then also we have our own twitter handles which is at blue bros underscore and then our names caleb or craig website is bluebrothersportscast.com and you can contact us also by email uh, the email is contact us at bluebrothersportscast.com and my favorite always is so that i don't wind up butchering anybody's name uh, if you call into the voicemail, 551-258-3276, that's 551-BLUE-ROW. You can call that at any time and leave a voicemail. Uh, normally, we talk about our topic for next week, but we actually aren't setting one. We have some, nothing major, some different stuff that we Heck, might I'm be doing I'm going on vacation, week. man, by the way. You didn't even tell I me. I didn't even tell him that. That's breaking news, by the way. I'm going to be up north, um, so... I'm gonna have to tear away to do the show or something, so we'll have to figure this out. Or am I gonna have to do it by myself? You might not have to do it by yourself. I don't know, man. But I don't know. I don't know, man. You abandoned me several times. Yeah, that's true. This is gonna be like the third or fourth time, maybe. So yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm actually gonna be gone this weekend. Yeah. And then the next weekend, I'm going to be gone out of town as well. And then the weekend after that, I have somebody coming in from out of state. Well, the way so, why I'm up north, this place is like, it's very hard to make connections like with the Wi-Fi. So, oh. yeah. But, you know, maybe I'll do it at a, some kind of coffee place or whatever. I'll figure it out. No worries. You better figure it out. Yeah. So. Of course, you wait until now to tell me. Yeah. We're breaking news right here, so if we get into a fight on podcast, that might be. If you don't hear from Craig ever, ever again, you'll <laughs> you'll know and understand why. <laughs> yep. Because of this conversation right here. Yeah. So, well, great episode. Love the fan feedback and everything. Um, another great week. It's. I feel like it's going to be a great week for Michigan football and more stuff coming out. Big Ten Media Days coming up. I think 25th. Yeah, and I think we're gonna next uh, week talk. We'll talk about that and what was said and some of the good things because I know SEC had theirs today. Uh, or well, no, they had it last week. Last week they're doing some stuff on ESPN. Yeah. Big Twelve right. is this week. Okay, and so then is 25th is next week, right? Yeah, because okay. then yeah, the dates are lining up. Yeah, so it's going to be not the next episode, but the following episode after that that will review the Big Ten Media Day. So yeah. Yep. So lots of stuff, lots of stuff coming up. So, all right. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We always, as always, hope that you guys have a great rest of the week. And we'll end things off with go blue. All right, go blue. <laughs>